0: Because someone has to say it. It's time for Inez Says. Hey there. Hope you had a great weekend. Me? Um, I, I've had better weekends. If you are a regular listener of the Inez Says pod... You know that my uh, my father-in-law passed away about three weeks ago or so. That's been difficult, and why not pile on over the weekend? We had to put our 19-year-old cat down uh, on Saturday morning. Fun times. Emmy was her name. Great cat. Um, now, I'm more of a dog person. My wife is the all-around animal whisperer. Doesn't matter what kind of animal it is. She absolutely loves animals, but this cat... This cat was a great cat. My dog, if you will, for years, very affectionate. She had been sick with diabetes for like, uh, six years, uh, again, 19 years old. Uh, I'd like to think we gave her a good life. Um, so 2020 it, it has been <laughs> it has been a nightmarish year. It has been a nightmarish year on so many levels. And this is just one of those levels. And I think we've all gotten to the point where like, We're kind of punch drunk, like just let's just get this over with already. And I've gotten to the point where it's kind of like, okay, what's the next shoe to drop? You know, what, what's the next bit of bad news that we're going to have to deal with? You know, let's get it all out of the way here in the next month and a half and get on with our lives in 2021. So we've got another month and a half for all the bad stuff to get out of the way in order to have a great 2021. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a melancholy weekend at Inez Manor. So um, I, I caught some of former President Barack Obama's interview on 60 Minutes on Sunday night about his new book, A Promised Land. And to you folks who plan on buying this book, let me warn you, it is the war and peace of post-presidential publications. This thing is 768 pages long, Seven, <laughs> 768 pages. Now, after watching President Obama on 60 Minutes, there's still a part of me, and I felt this 12 years ago and I feel it today, there's a part of me that really wants to like this guy. You know, I never voted for the man, I will come out and tell you that, but let's tell it like it is, he is engaging. He's an engaging individual. He was he's very very articulate. There is a presence about this man that very few people have. And I think those three things that I just talked about are the reasons why he is just one of what? 15 at least two-term presidents in United States history. Of course FDR served three full terms and he died over 2 months into his fourth term during the war, World War II, but this man had two terms and had such a golden opportunity to make his mark on this nation. And in my opinion, he failed. I think he failed miserably. And the 60 Minutes piece on him last night, I think, is a prime example of why he failed miserably. Why, on so many levels, Barack Obama was a failure in the White House. And if I can boil it down to one thing, that one main thing, it's this. The victim card. Or the race card. For you folks who watched 60 Minutes last night, you saw it in living color. When I listen to Barack Obama speak at times, I wonder if I am in an alternate universe. Really, like, like reality and Obama sometimes just don't mix. Let me read you the quote from the interview. Really, it's from the book. And it's a quote that stood out and it says a lot about Barack Obama. Here's the quote. It was as if my very presence in the White House had triggered a deep seated panic, a sense that the natural order had been disrupted. You know, where we're going with this, don't you? Quote, which is exactly why Donald Trump understood when he started peddling assertions that I had not been born in the United States and was thus an illegitimate president. By the way, for the record, this is me speaking. I hate the birther thing. I hated the birther thing. Never agreed with it. But Obama goes on. For millions of Americans spooked by a black man in the White House, he, President Trump, he promised an elixir for their racial anxiety. Now, Barack Obama has much more to say in his 768-page memoir. But that quote, man, that to me is the money quote. That That's enough for me. It. That's what Barack Obama is about. And I can tell you, I'm one of the millions of Americans that Barack Obama claims to be speaking about here. Barack Obama being black was not the reason why people of my ilk, if you will, folks on the right, believe that this man was an object failure in the White House. I can tell you that every person I know who identifies with being a conservative, all right, to the right of center, they don't see color. And I know that may be hard for for some of you to believe. Okay, because we're being told day in and day out today by those who make a living from race baiting, I believe, that this is a racist nation. And whether Barack Obama believes that or not, I'm not quite sure. But you get the feeling he does believe that deep down the United States is a racist nation and that we need to reboot to set us straight, right? We We need critical race theory to get us white people out of our racist cocoons. To me, it's garbage. It's garbage. America is not a racist country. Are there pockets of racist wackos out there? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, there are. But this country as a whole is not a racist nation. And and yes, you look at our history and some of it is not good. It's bad. And some of it at times is abhorrent but we are a nation right now of good people who have learned from those abhorrent times. Let me repeat. America is not a racist nation, Barack Obama. And that statement, America is not a racist nation flies in the face of Barack Obama and all other people in this country today who want desperately to make you believe that we are a nation full of racists. Let me tell you this. If America were a racist nation, think about this, right? If America were a racist nation, Would we have voted for Barack Obama? Not once, not once, but twice. The man doesn't live in reality. I think he lives in his own alternate reality, which frankly, frankly, brought on the Trump phenomenon. It wasn't racism that brought on the Trump train. Not at all. It was statements like the one you made in your 768 monstrosity of a memoir that sums up your presidency. And again, let's go back to the tail end of the statement, because this is a statement that encapsulizes Barack Obama. Quote, for millions of Americans spooked by a black man in the White House, Donald Trump promised an elixir for their racial anxiety. Wow. And again, Barack Obama's eight years in office was underlined by this kind of nonsense. This, this, This passing of the buck by Barack Obama, it's incredibly divisive and incredibly damaging. And what he's doing is he's shutting down the conversation about his ineptitude by playing the race card. That's what he's doing here. And then all of a sudden, all his failings go away. Comments like this are irresponsible. They are divisive. And and this is where he misses the truth yet again. And the truth is Donald Trump did not gain the White House because white people were sick and tired of a black man playing basketball in the White House for eight years. No, no. Donald Trump came about not because of Barack Obama's race, but because of his ineptitude. And look, I'm assuming that a number of white people are listening to me right now. Ask yourself this question. Were you spooked by a black man in the White House? The answer is no. No. Not not only no, an emphatic no. The dude was a two-term president. The reason why Donald Trump gained the White House is because of statements you just made in your book, Mr. President. That's it. And you know what? it looked to me, even though Donald Trump is likely going to be ushered out of the White House here, it looked to me that in the election two weeks ago, minorities are starting to see through all this baloney. Yes, Donald Trump is very likely to lose this election to Joe Biden. We've talked on this podcast about the reasons why Trump will likely lose. But, but you look at the House seats gained by Republicans, seven. You also look at the likelihood of Republicans retaining power in the Senate, depending on what happens in Georgia with the two runoff races. And you combine that with the fact that minorities voted for Donald Trump in droves. And you want to talk about racism or the white man? Look, it's because of the white man that Joe Biden is very likely going to be the next president of the United States. The white man, the cause of all evil in the world. The Democrat Party better think its lucky stars for the American white male because he's the dude who put you guys over the top in this election looking at the results. The American white male is the reason why Joe Biden will likely take office in January. Racist? Hmm. But the fact of the matter is support for Joe Biden reached a new low among black men this year. That's really interesting. 20% of American black men voted for President Trump a few weeks ago. 20%. Now, you've likely heard in the mainstream media that black men voted for Donald Trump because they like his ego, right? It's all about the machismo. He's a man's man. That's why black men voted for him. May I suggest this? May I suggest that that right there is a racist statement? It's a statement as if to say, well, you know, black men, they really can't think for themselves and and they just like the bluster and the ego and the machismo. Like, isn't that a racist comment on black men? Can't black men look at the issues, look at the policies, and think for themselves? Black men know this. Before COVID, they were working. They were working a lot, making money. President Trump put them back to work with record low employment for everybody, not only black people. And yet the mainstream will tell you, well, you know, for black men, it was about Trump's machismo. Who's the racist here? In all, Trump got about 13% of the black vote which is a 60-year record for a Republican presidential candidate. And that number is somewhere around 35% with the Hispanic vote for Trump. That number grew to 45% of the Latino vote here in the state of Florida. Racist? No, Mr. Obama. No. Even though you keep telling us we're a racist country, we are not. We are a country that, yes, is divided. No question about that. But the main reason why it's divided is because of the tone that you set while in office with this kind of nonsense. Barack Obama had such a golden opportunity to build unity in this country. He had such a great opportunity to forge relationships. And yet, what did you do? What did you do? Identity politics, apologizing for America, bowing to world leaders. Other than Jimmy Carter, it was the worst presidency of my lifetime. Mr. Obama, you had the ability to put black and Latinos back to work. You didn't do it. You had the ability to, to implement criminal justice reform. Talked about it a lot. Trump acted on it. Joe Biden will likely become our next president. Okay, but, but the more that I read into these election results of a few weeks ago, the more I am encouraged by the United States of America, by the American people, especially minorities we are starting to think for themselves here, they're starting to realize that people like Barack Obama are not for them, they're for themselves. All right, that's going to do it for the Inez Says Pod today. Appreciate you being here. I will see you next time.